Moments with Andy, the podcast. Brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. My name is Andy. Thanks for spending a moment here with me. It is Thursday, June 4th. We will get now into, I'm going to call it volume 10 of Unacceptable Gym Behavior. I've lost count. Actually, I don't know if I ever kept count. So, yeah, we'll call it 10. That's good enough. And documenting here some behavior that one might encounter at a local gym, a local health club, if you will, that is, well, socially unacceptable. And we're going to be dealing with one here, which I have a strange feeling we may have already chatted about this in the past, but maybe it's a long time ago. It came up again, and it's shadow boxing. Now, you are familiar with shadow boxing. Something that a lot of us have done as children. When you are pretending to fight something that's not really there, you little shadow boxing and pretend you know, you're beating up the bad guy. It's a behavior most of us grow out of after the age of about probably 9 or 10, but not everybody grows out of it. We don't see it too often, I don't think, at the gym. I occasionally will see it, and it, I will say, creeps me out 100% of the time. Now, if you are a amateur or professional boxer, MMA fighter, then... I kind of get it. It's training, but I'm assuming if you are actually training as a fighter of whatever sort, you probably have a specific gym you go to or a specific place you go to work out. You're probably not going to be training for an MMA fight just in the gym. Sure, you're going to be working on your muscles, your endurance, that kind of thing, but it's not specific to the fighting. So when you see folks, and there's two types of shadow boxing that I've seen, seen the kind of the normal, the fast shadow boxing, the guy... And again, I, I've, I've only seen guys do it. I'm sure women do somewhere, but I haven't seen that. But, you know, it's the fast, tough guy shadow boxing. You know, looking tough, generally, as we know, done to impress people around. Um, these folks are probably not amateur fighters, most likely not professional fighters. And then there's also, believe it or not, something a little bit weirder, and it's the slow shadow boxing, where... Perhaps it's somebody in their mind, they are battling some bad guys or some shadows, but it's in slow motion, which, again, would look pretty cool if it was in a movie, but it's not. And that is actually even weirder than uh, you know, perhaps the meatheads doing their fast shadow boxing in the gym. So, all the way around, if you are a professional, you're an amateur boxer, MMA fighter, then, you know, save the shadow boxing for the fighting, boxing, MMA gym where you do most of your fight training. And if you are not an amateur, professional boxer, MMA fighter, shadow boxing really doesn't have any place at the gym because I can tell you something, it really doesn't look as cool as you think it looks, and it definitely doesn't look as cool as we thought it did when we were five years old. Let me know what you think. Andy at kwpt.com. Turkmenistan. You perhaps, like me, when you first hear that, think of that as some kind of Thanksgiving dish. Uh, No, in fact, it's a country, Turkmenistan, a real country, and it's part of the former Soviet bloc, I believe they refer to it, and one of those countries which, again, a little snobby, I'm not proud of this, but one of the countries when a little bit of news I read about it makes you not, (laughs) it doesn't seem like a real, or like a country that really exists, in the 21st century, and that's not fair to say, I know. that's Hopefully nobody in Turkmenistan is picking up this podcast. But I was reading about their president, 
the name now this is gonna be tough. I'm gonna try this is just for fun. His name is Gurbanguli Birdmukhanamadanov. I think I was pretty close on that. It's a nice name. So he's an authoritarian president. Now he pretty much gets to do whatever he wants. A dictator, I think we could call him. Um perhaps elected. I'm not sure how free the elections are. I haven't done any research, but anyways, he's got quite a bit of power. Now he is trying to do what the previous uh, Supreme President, or whatever they're called over there, did. And uh, let me pronounce this fellow's name. So this guy used to be President. His name is Separamarat Nayazov. A little bit easier to pronounce there. Now, this previous President had a gold-plated statue of himself in the center of the Capitol. And it would rotate. So the sun would always, you know, when the sun was up, it was always shining on the front of this gold-plated statue of himself. Now, that's nice, right? Um, I know most of our world leaders would love to have statues of themselves up in any city, but they don't because we would laugh at it. But in some of these countries, uh, <laughs> the presidents have so little shame they'll do this. So the current president doing the same thing now, he moved this previous statue a little farther out of town. Said, oh, you know, I'm not going to tear down the statue of the previous president, but, you know, let's move it to some place where people don't really go. And I'm going to put up a statue of myself. Now, it's a white marble mountain, which has him on horseback. Gold, 24-karat gold leaf statue of him on horseback. You know, looking all boss and stuff. So the people can walk by and, um, you know, ooh and ah. And perhaps it works, too. But, you know, it's that kind of stuff where, you know, you probably got a huge ego already. And you want the people to respect you and build up that cult of personality. But you have to realize, if, if you care, I mean, Turkmenistan may not. And Gurbanguly may not care either. But this is the kind of stuff that makes the rest of us just kind of laugh at you a little bit. I think it was just last night, right? We chatted about the airlines. Was that what it was? Talked about how much money they're making off of baggage fees and all that kind of stuff. And quite often... If you fly, you might perhaps feel like the airlines stick it to you, whether it's the prices, whether it's the small seats, whether it's how they nickel and dime you now for everything on the planes. And myself, as I mentioned yesterday, don't fly very often. I actually can't remember the last time I was on a plane. But I do remember when I used to fly a bit more, when I first moved up here, when I was going to college, would um, fly down to San Francisco and then, you know, wait there for 12 hours or whatever it was and then fly to L.A., and it seemed like it was a little bit more common, although I seemed to be pretty lucky. I think there's only one time I got bumped from a flight, but it's back when they would overbook flights, and I'm sure they still do this. And, you know, they have, let's say, 100 seats. They might sell 100 and, I don't know, 10 tickets or something in the event of some folks not showing up so they could still make enough money to make the flight worthwhile. Now, it seems sketchy to sell more seats than you have, and I'm not sure... I don't know how legal that ever is, but... Anyways, one time it happened to me around Thanksgiving, and, you know, so they do the, hey, sorry, the flight's overbooked. If anybody would be willing to take a later flight, please come to the desk. And, you know, you can go up to the desk, and they'll say, hey, we'll give you uh, a free hotel night stay. We'll give you, you know, whatever. Um, we'll give you a $100 voucher you can use any time in the future. Just sign here. And by signing, you're basically saying, okay, I promise not to litigate or sue the airline for overbooking the flight. Now, one time I did that, and uh, nobody really took the bait until... Gosh, I, I literally think I made it up to like $1,800 in free airfare. Anyways, it wasn't fun around Thanksgiving. So when the airline sticks it to you, how do you stick it back to them? Well, here's one way. I never did this myself, probably never will. 
but somebody did this in Charlotte, North Carolina. His flight was overbooked and was so upset about it, he decided to just take off his clothes. Silently, didn't say anything. Just stood, I guess, by the, the ticket counter, ticket desk, and just stripped down naked. Stuck it to them. I think he may have been arrested. I don't think you're really supposed to be doing that, but hey, that might be the only, only way to teach the airlines a lesson. This has been Moments with Andy, the podcast, brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. Like this podcast? Well, don't be ashamed. Be proud. Tell a friend or post a comment in the iTunes store. Every little bit of help, well, helps. Moments with Andy is made possible by a generous grant from the Horace P. and Nancy R. Shakey Foundation.